Hey, what's up? It's Avery here. Well, I guess who else would it be? It is my own show. <laughs> you see, my show is on platforms like iTunes and Spotify, and you may wonder, how do I get my show on these platforms? Well, I do it through an app called Anchor. It's free to download, and you can use it on your phone or on your laptop. And it also comes with creation tools that let you edit your show. You can also make that sweet moolah with your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, want to get started? Download the Anchor app on the Google Play Store or Apple's App Store. Or go to anchor.fm. It's that easy. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to Avery Sports Show. If you know my content, if you know I like women's hockey, I've covered it before. It's fun, it's great stuff. And of course, the big story was, which was global news, which was Team USA boycotting the Women's World Championships. They wanted better wages. They wanted better treatment. Because between the men's and women's teams, the gap is massive. It was a big story. So... Who better to have on the podcast to discuss it than the lead women's hockey writer from FanRag Sports, Kate Samini, who also writes for Vice and Excel Sports and Sports Illustrated. She's everywhere. Heck, I'm pretty sure she's written for me. She might have. Kate, Kate, welcome to Avery Sports Show. How are you doing today? It's a pleasure. <laughs> That's very kind of you to say. Thanks, Avery. It's Good. been a really a long time since we saw each other, huh? I know. Yeah, it was a let's say it was last year. It's been about a full year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we we uh, I think we got to go to um, Steve's Hockey Night and Cinema, right? Yes, I recall. Yes, myself, the Steve Dangle crew, yourself, Jen Neal from Puck Daddy. That was a, that was a fun night. <laughs> that was a fun night. We had a good time. <laughs> yes, it was very fun. I can mention now. It I guess well. Of course, equality is a big thing now. How good is it now, Kate? As someone who's covered this issue from start to finish, they'll get better accommodations on the road, better per diems, among other improvements as well for the women. Are we closer to equality now in your mind? I don't know that we can say we have equality yet, but I think they're certainly on their way there. I think they're they're definitely getting the recognition that they were looking for, and I think that's incredibly important. Not to mention um, the dedication the renewed dedication essentially that USA Hockey is going to uh, going to have with mm-hmm. regards to developing um, you know the youth teams on the girls side yeah. which before they they had no money going into they had 3.5 million that they were dedicating to the men's and on the women's side it was nothing um, and so you know they're I love that they're not just taking care of these current players who you know obviously I, I write about a lot um, I I have you know definite uh, soft-hearted opinions towards them generally um but they're taking care of the you know the five-year-olds who are going to be coming up in 15 years who are going to be taking um usa to gold so i'm excited absolutely of course with this team of course with the boycott one thing else 
to me was stunning was that how it was great to see with that of course UC Hockey after the national team boycotted they tried to bring replacement players but the unity was so strong not just from national players but from pro players college players high school players who all said no and in all sports some people would say you know it's our chance to play for Team USA but they all realize that you're not really Team USA you're stand-ins and you realize that you know in the long run it wouldn't be that great to try and be to put it pretty bluntly Kate a scab player for your national hopes in the future Oh, agreed, agreed. Um, first of all, you're, you know, if you agree to that, you're clearly doing a disservice to every woman who wants to be an athlete, everyone who is an athlete, um, and particularly all the women in the USA Hockey Pipeline. I mean, a, somebody, somebody, and I can't remember who it was, uh, so if, if that person hears this, I apologize for not remembering <laughs> your name. Um, somebody said to me, you know, if, if you're a player who agrees to be a replacement player, who agrees to be a scab, um, I want to sit down with you and have a talk with you about why your skills are so much more important than the skills and needs of the rest of the women who play hockey in this country. Of course, absolutely. It is. That's bad. And then and one thing I noticed with that is it's just so shocking to me how you can have, say, a company like Red Bull, a European-based company, show Hillary Knight more respect than her own national team, which to me is jarring. Sure is. <laughs> like it, it's just, I mean, I, I see everywhere. When I'm, I'm in the U.S. and I'm in hockey markets, when I'm in New York, I see her face everywhere for women's hockey. But you don't see her as much in national program. It's just, it, to me, it's baffling, Kate, because here in Canada, you see. You had Kaylee Wickenheiser being promoted. You had Shan Zabados, Emirates Mashmar, Rebecca Johnson, at the national level, all being promoted by the national body. Nationally in America, it's, it's sad still. It really is sad. Well, I think part of that has to do with the fact that hockey is is considered, you know, the fifth or sixth sport. It's a sport on the bubble in the mm -hmm. U.S., and that's even in talking about the NHL. So it's not like that in Canada. You guys are very lucky with <laughs> your your constant hockey hockey love. I love it. Um, but uh, you know, additionally, we definitely we have problems with sexism and misogyny in in the U.S. I mean, it, it's it's a problem that. Uh, I think most, if not all, countries experience as well. Um, but you know, you if you come down here, you do see like you know WNBA players on billboards. You might not see Hillary Knight on billboards unless it's for Red Bull. Yeah. Um, Red Bull really sees her as uh, a great way to market themselves. And USA Hockey, for a very long time, didn't really see the players as necessary to put out there in marketing. I mean, part of the player um, agreement was that they wanted better marketing. They wanted just more marketing. Um, they wanted to be included in things like Olympic jersey reveals, which they were not included in for the 2014 Olympic jersey reveal. And that that's just a, that's a no-brainer. That's a very easy opportunity to get a woman up on that stage alongside, I guess it was Patrick Kane at the time. Mm -hmm. um, Yes, hmm. and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I shake my head. And I shake my head. <laughs> and um, and essentially, you know, just just keep putting the women out there. That that wasn't happening. So now, you know, we're going to see more of that. And I'm really excited to see the opportunities that USA Hockey gives these women to market themselves. Um, that they're not just stuck using Twitter to connect with fans, Twitter and Instagram, and the occasional appearance on local news, you know? 
No, of course, I guess not with this. We could put to bed the idea that people don't care about women's hockey. Because see, all the time, people tweet at you, you know, oh, who cares about women's hockey? Who cares? No one cares. People care. It was a global issue. And, and well, even, yeah. even those people care, because they care enough to tweet at me. <laughs> exactly. And I guess that going forward, this could possibly, hopefully, I guess, bring more attention to not just the world, the world tournament coming up in Friday, but the NWHL's third season and the CWHL season in 2017, because both leagues have great hockey and I've, been, I've watched both leagues personally and that's incredible hockey and of course Bear McLaughlin said that in 2014 which it came out now that USA Hockey turned down a potential rematch of Canada USA which to me is like what? You, how do you turn that down? That's instant. You're printing money. <laughs> I, I don't know how you walk away from that uh, without, without you know being interested in that. I think it was a half a million jackpot that that, that was being offered. Um <laughs> The only thing I can assume, you know, if I'm if I'm being as generous as possible, the only thing I can assume is that USA Hockey honestly felt that it was going to spend more money than it was going to get back, and that it was going to be too complicated to work the logistics out. Mm-hmm. If I'm not being generous, I'm just going to assume that USA Hockey didn't think it was worth its while. I I don't know. The answer probably lies somewhere in between, frankly. <clears throat> Sorry. That is just. Little <laughs> Let's well, just—I know you're—I know your co-host and don't know the goalie Hannah Beavis. She put a great point out there on SB Nation, just putting out throws computer out the window. Because I've done the exact same thing. If I heard that back in 2014, that was turned down. I've done the exact same thing back then. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm—I'm I'm sure all the women I know who play hockey would have killed to get to go see this rematch in the U.S. You know my um. I play on a couple of beer league teams, and and the one of them that I play on that's all women, we got together to watch that match. And I I actually got got up early to watch it, and then I watched it later that night with them. Um, And, you know, obviously couldn't give any spoilers away, but boy, was that frustrating. But everybody was so jazzed to get to see these women playing each other. No, of course, of course, that's great. Of course, beyond the fact that it's just Canada, U.S., which everybody wants to watch, how big is it now, in your mind, Kate, to see if you know the Russians are a nation you should watch for? Uh, Finland's in there, Germany, and of course, Swiss have always been around. Of course, the Asian countries are now developing. What does it mean to have this tournament in which, you know, you can keep an eye on beyond just Canada and America? Because there'll be a day where the gold medal game will no longer be these two countries one day, Kate. I'm really looking forward to that day. I obviously, like, I want U.S. to win gold as often and as much as possible. But the day when, you know, Switzerland wins gold or Germany or Japan, that's when that's when women's hockey has really started to take off. Because uh, right now, U.S. and Canada are just so far out in front of the rest of the field. It's not even a fair matchup um, when they're playing in Worlds. Basically, you, you could just have Canada and the U.S. play each other four days in a row. Just... <laughs> Winner take all, you know? It's true. No, it's true. Did helping international development when you have international players coming over to North America to play American and Canadian pro hockey and play in our colleges in your mind? Absolutely. And a lot of the players I've spoken with have talked specifically about wanting to play with these U.S. national team players or Canadian national team players so that they can, you know, pick up skills, bring it back, uh, work with their teammates, and hopefully, you know, make their teams better. Uh, get their teammates spots in the CWHL, the NWHL. Uh, they're very, very excited about that. Of course, of course. And this year's tournament is being held in Plymouth, Michigan. But do you think we'll get to a point, I think it's going to happen sooner than later, where we'll have this tournament being held in NHL arenas? I know in the NWHL, the CWHL, 
they've had their title games in NHL facilities. So I think it'll be great to have the Worlds maybe one day in a Rogers Place or the Arcana Center. I'd love to see it in Madison Square Garden. There's oh, not a much cool. bigger stage for hockey than that. <laughs> that would honestly be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be so, so, so awesome. And Kate, of course, Friday is the first game of the tournament, Canada-US, and that, that's a game where what unites Hockey Twitter more than that? Because we all love hockey. Hockey Twitter is such a funny place, but it's so funny seeing how we're all divided between the lines of Canada and the U.S. Is, that, is there anything funnier than that? Uh, the only thing I care about is that U.S. comes home with the gold. Uh, well, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> we will definitely see about that because and me, as the Homer Canadian, and with Shannon Zabados, who I know very well, and with Mashmar and Net, to Edmonton products. I really hope Canada wins because last year seeing the US win on Canadian soil, that hurt me, Kate. That hurt me deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might get your wish. Uh, obviously, Team USA did not get a chance to practice together at all before this because talks took so long. Um, so obviously, you know, Team USA is going into this with a handicap already. Plus, don't forget, they have a brand new coach. He's only coached them during the December series. Uh, which I believe they lost to Canada, Avery. So you should feel pretty happy there. That is true. Um, you're coming. You're coming off a win, right? Yes, they are. Yes. But you know, this yeah. national team with the Americans. How big is it to see? You know, so many players. I'm going to be that guy. I do have to ask you, Kate. How important was it to have the guys say, if the women are not treated fairly, we'll boycott the worlds ourselves? Because USA Hockey is probably thinking, oh crap. The women are one thing, but if the guys say no and stand by the women, bad on our part. We look equally worse in that aspect. So I don't know that all of the men officially committed to boycotting if the women weren't given uh, equitable treatment. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I know a couple of reports came out with a few unnamed sources. Um, so it, certainly there was a sentiment within the group of players on the men's side. Um, I, I, I definitely hope that uh, they all would have gotten together and, and kind of uh, reached out in support, but, um, you know, had this not transpired. But uh, allies are important in, yeah. in anything. Um, a, you know, the, the movement shouldn't start and end with men, obviously. It should, women should be deciding for themselves the way they want to be treated. Um, but you can't deny that it really helps to have um, a team that a lot of money is being sunk into and um, that is generally in, uh, I want to say, just good standing with the organization to say what you're doing is not right and if you don't shape up, I'm not going to play for you either. You know, that, that just that broadens the pool immensely. Of course, and now and now with this this drama, this backlash, I'm sure you see hockey. I'm sure they're very embarrassed. I'm sure people are internally mad. Do you think this could somehow cause a change with you see hockey? Because it's clear that it's broken. This is not a good look for USA Hockey. Somewhat. There gotta be some progress at that top level in terms of who makes the calls for USA Hockey, Kate. That has to change somehow. Yes, uh, hopefully this is something that USA Hockey turns its eyes to internally. Um, it currently only has 20% of its voting board um, are women. That's incredibly small. It's the smallest of all four major sports, um, as I believe was reported in the New York Times by Seth Berkman. Yes. The Honestly, there need to be more women making decisions on the business side. Uh, and I know Dave O'Green is retiring. He's the executive director of hockey, USA Hockey. Um, he's retiring August 1st. 
So there's a spot opening up for any women who think they can do that job. Um, I honestly, the most positive change that I can think of is to put a woman in, in a high up position there who is going to be advocating for women's sports, who's going to continuously just keep people's minds on the U.S. women's national team. Um, because when everybody looks like you, it's so easy to forget about the people who don't. Of course, absolutely. I, I have a name for you here. Someone who I interviewed a few years ago, Angela Ruggiero. Why not her? She's doing, I think, to be a great name for USA Hockey to bring in. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, she's a fabulous choice. I don't know that it's something she's interested in. She is a voting member. Um, and she also, you know, she's got an MBA from Harvard and she runs her own organization. Um, so I don't know that it's something that she's got time for or necessarily is interested in. Uh, but if she were, she'd just be a fabulous, fabulous person to put in USA Hockey. No, that would be awesome. That would be great. And of course, you, I mentioned you write for FanRag, you write for Vice, Excel, and of course your podcast, Don't Snow the Goalie, is coming out today. What's your plan for the podcast on SoundCloud? Oh, <laughs> oh, we got a special guest, but we're going to keep it a secret. Oh, nice. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, uh, no, I, I uh, as you mentioned, I write for FanRag Sports, where I'm the lead women's hockey writer. Yes. Uh, I also write for Excel Sports. Um, Sports Illustrated Online, Vice Sports, and a couple of other places. And people can follow me on Twitter at K underscore C-I-M-I-N-I. Don't Snow the Goalie is a FanRag Sports podcast. It can be found there or on iTunes. Nice! And Kate, thank you so much for doing Avery Sports Show. Hopefully it won't be another year before we see each other again. (laughs) Gosh, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for doing this, Kate. I appreciate it so much. Thanks for having me on. It was a delight. Of course.